powerful content podcast, your go-to source for content creation, strategy, and business inspiration. I'm your host, Mel Daniels, content strategist, coach, and speaker, empowering women across the globe to grow their business with powerful content that connects, nurtures, and converts. So if you're ready to create standout content that gets you noticed and remembered or build an aligned audience who love you and are ready to buy from you, you're in the right place. I believe that content has the power to connect us all. It's up to you how you use it. Listen in for genuine and insightful chats with guests, as well as practical tools and strategies from me. It's so lovely to have you here. Let's dive into the show. Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 27 of the Powerful Content Podcast. Today, we've got a bit of a different topic to explore, and I know it's one it's going to get you really thinking. Laura Dick from Business with Flow is joining me to talk business and cycles. I was recently a guest on Laura's The With Flow podcast, and we have such a beautifully aligned way of looking at business and content creation that I just had to return the favor so that all of you could soak in. Laura's wisdom on this subject. Laura is a cyclical business mentor who helps high achieving and driven businesswomen to ditch the hustle and run their businesses and launches with intention and in alignment with their cycles. With a blend of cycle syncing systems and planning, Laura's approach to business allows her clients to focus their time and energy on the things that matter most and get results without burning out. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. It's so amazing to have you. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. (laughs) Now, Laura, I know that you've always been into like the systems and strategy side of running a business, but I'd really love to get some insight as to how and why you started looking at cycles as a part of business success. Yeah, look, I know on the outside it might seem a bit strange, but I promise it all <laughs> it all fits together. So I guess like a lot of women, my, my own personal story in starting my business started from being in the corporate world. I got very burnt out got to the point where I knew that it wasn't sustainable anymore. And I, you know, had to do something else, which is when I started my own business. And even when I first started my business, I think I took a lot of those workaholic, patriarchal kind of work Mm. traits into my business. And I found that I was working all of the time. And so even though I had left corporate to try and get away from the hustle and the burnout, I was still in those similar patterns And then as I sort of, you know, launched my business and I was in a lot of business Facebook groups, those kind of things, I came across Stasha Washburn, who is my now mentor, and she's the period coach. She knows all things periods. And one of the topics she was talking about was understanding the four phases of your cycle and how that impacts how you show up and run your business. And you know, like probably some of the people that might listen back to this, they're probably thinking, well, what's that got to do with anything? You know, I was definitely, I guess, skeptical at first, thought it was a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there. But as I started to learn more, I started to, I guess, become curious about whether this was actually a thing. And maybe this is something that could help me break out of the 
working all of the time, trying to do all of the things, uh, workaholic pattern that a lot of us, that a lot of us have. And so I started to listen to a lot more of what Sasha was teaching, started to embrace, you know, the concepts that she was sharing and really started to see the benefit in how working with my cycle meant that in the, I'm sure we'll jump into this in a bit more detail, but in the higher energy phases of my cycle, I could use that energy and that motivation and that enthusiasm and I could, you know, power through and really get things done, but also learning to embrace the lower energy phases of my cycle. And in those phases, allow myself to just take the foot off the gas pedal, to slow down, to create some more space, to not be working as hard and trying to push and force when my body was literally saying, you've got to slow down, you've got to slow down. And so I started to uh, apply a lot of those concepts, really started to embrace it and see how easily it made running my business, like I could still get things done and I was still productive, but I could do it in a way that meant that I also had downtime and rest and could switch my brain off for a little bit. And then uh, back in 2020, Stasha launched uh, Period Coaching School. And without a shadow of a doubt, I was straight in. I just knew that that was something that I needed to do. I, I was already talking to it with my clients and that kind of thing and already starting to and have conversations with my clients and friends about it. So this was just sort of the next logical step. So yes, in 2020, I joined Period Coaching School, really jumped into just learning all things cycles and hormones and periods. And then, yeah, became one of the first cohort of graduates from that and have now, um, yeah, really gone all in on embracing cycles and how I work with clients in my business. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that journey and congratulations on uh, graduating period coaching school. That's awesome. Let's just talk about those stages of the cycle for a moment. So you briefly touched on it in your intro in that we have different phases where we can actually utilize them to do probably high energy and low energy things. So what are those phases of our cycles? Yeah, so our our Cycles are split up into four key phases and they are quite similar to you know, the seasons that we would see across the year and also the phases of the moon cycle. So um, the most obvious phase is obviously our menstrual phase. That's when we have our bleed. And in this phase, all of our hormones are pretty much flatlined and tapered off. After our period ends, we move into our follicular phase, which is like our inner spring and you will, I guess, start to notice if you're paying attention to how you're feeling across your cycle. In uh, our follicular phase, our energy starts to rise. Our motivation starts to rise. We feel more enthusiastic. Um, so follicular, like in a spring, we're sort of coming out of that hibernation of our menstrual phase and coming back into the world. Then in our uh, ovulation phase, which is around the mid part of our cycle, that's when our estrogen peaks, and we also get a nice little boost of testosterone. So those two hormones really give us a nice boost of energy. So in our ovulation phase, that is likely when we're most going to feel, you know, the most energy, the most enthusiasm. We're going to feel really social. We want to get out. We want to connect. We want to have fun. Um, all of that kind of high energy, good, good stuff. And then after we ovulate, 
that is the trigger to our body to start producing progesterone. So progesterone is the dominant hormone in the second half of our cycle. So after ovulation, we move into our luteal phase, which is, I guess, a, a lower energy phase. You'll still have energy, you'll still have motivation, but it's a different kind. So progesterone is very much a calming, grounding kind of hormone. So you may feel that you have less physical energy and you just not necessarily want to come to a grinding halt, but you might want to take your foot off the gas pedal a little bit, slow down a little bit, create a little more space in your day, maybe not working as long a day, maybe taking an extra day or two off or uh, my personal favorite afternoon naps. <laughs> Love a good afternoon nap, particularly in Me my too. luteal phase. And then as we get towards the end um, of the luteal phase, as I said before, our hormones all start to drop off as we then head back into our menstrual phase. So it's this really beautiful cycle. And every month or, or thereabouts, we, we cycle through those different seasons and just those different phases. And as the different hormones ebb and flow, as I was saying, our energy changes, our motivation changes, the way we think, the way our brains work, everything changes. And so when you start to understand your cycle and embrace that cyclical nature and then apply it to your business, you can use the gift of those four phases to your advantage rather than, you know, maybe feeling frustrated because last week you had all of this energy and you just felt amazing. And now you've ovulated and you've moved into your luteal phase and you're not necessarily feeling as, you know, get up and go and rah-rah as you had before and, and getting frustrated because you want to keep feeling like that. You, you start to see the beautiful gifts that each of the four phases can, can give you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that explanation. And before we dive into each of those phases a little deeper, and perhaps you can give us some examples of what we could be doing in those phases, yeah. I guess that I wanted to ask a question for those of us who are listening, who may not have a regular cycle or may not have cycles at all. Mm -hmm. Does that mean they should just switch off now and not listen to the rest of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> what can they do? Not, not at all. So if you don't have a cycle, maybe, you know, you, or you have an irregular cycle. So you're, you know, in the transition through to menopause or you're on hormonal birth control, which does tend to give you a fairly consistent hormones across the month. If you are feeling called towards cycle syncing, but you know, you don't have that natural cycle, then you yeah. can apply the phases of the moon. That's a really great place to start. So the new moon would be your menstrual phase. The waxing moon would be your follicular phase, full moon would be ovulation, and then the waning moon would be your luteal phase. You can sub the phases of the moon and apply all of the same principles. That's a really good place to start. If you know, you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh, that's really interesting, but I don't think it could work for me. Mm. Yeah, start with the phases of the moon and, and see how that feels. Mm, I love that. And so if we do have um, cycles, where do we begin with all of this? So do we need to start tracking? Do we need to, you know, is there some sort of spreadsheet that we need to fill out? What's the first step into actually understanding our bodies in the first place? Yes, absolutely. So the, the most powerful thing that you can do is to start to chart your cycle and start to pay attention to how you feel each day as you go through your cycle. You know, do you feel motivated and enthusiastic and energetic today or do you maybe feel a little bit tired and you just want to take things at a slower pace 
You can also start to pay attention to you know, what feels really easy for you in your business throughout those different phases and what tasks feel hard so that when it comes to planning, you can start to go, oh, well, that's not going to be a really great time for me to do that. I'm going to do that in this phase. So a great example of that is anything that requires uh, verbal tasks. So anything writing um, or speaking, so things like podcast interviews, for example, Estrogen is really supportive of your verbal skills. So anything that involves uh, verbal or written tasks is a great time to do in follicular and into ovulation. So for example, you know, if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel, you might decide that you're going to batch create a whole bunch of content in those phases and then use your luteal phase, for example, to then edit um, the videos or the podcasts and schedule them and have them to go out. In your luteal phase, you um, you don't have as much estrogen um, in your system, but you have progesterone. So verbal and written tasks might feel a little harder. Um, you might also not feel as social. So again, doing things like videos or podcasts, that kind of thing just might feel you need a little bit more encouragement um, to get in there. But that is a time for um, visual tasks. So that might be a great time to go and play around in Canva and create graphics or um, you know do things on your website or create sales pages or anything that requires more visual sort of tasks so you're out of out of the detail of of the words and it's more around spatial and visual tasks I'm having so many light bulb moments over (laughs) here at the moment Laura it's just not funny so what sometimes when I sit down to perhaps record a podcast um, particularly a solo podcast it feels hard and it feels almost heavy, difficult, and I'm just not sure where to start. So from what you're saying, if I did chart my menstrual cycles and found that perhaps I was trying to record podcasts in a phase that didn't really match up with it, is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, absolutely. So yeah, the best time to do anything podcast or video running webinars, those kind of things is definitely follicular and ovulation. So, you know, the first maybe 14 to 20 days after the end of of your period is a really good time to do them. Don't try and do them those last few days um, before your period is due as your hormones are starting to drop off, because that is typically for most women, that is quite a challenging time. You just don't generally feel good everything's starting to drop off. You're not as resilient. You're not as tolerant. um, And it can really feel like you have to force yourself to do it. So that is definitely not a great time, but yes, Mm. look to look to your follicular and ovulation phase for recording podcasts and videos and things. So I can also see the potential to use this way of thinking in terms of launches. So I would say that, you know, if you were going to do a webinar as part of your launch process or, you know, you know, maybe the open cart part of your launch where it's it's full on and it's all about the energy, we should be maybe trying to match that up with a particular phase as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And launching in alignment with your cycle is one of my most favorite things to talk about. So we could talk for hours about that. But yes, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for planning your launches in alignment with your cycle. So the best time to start anything, whether it's a launch or even just creating new habits and and starting to do those things is 
as you're transitioning into your follicular phase, as your energy is starting to rise. So in terms of a launch, that you can use that rising energy and the few weeks that you'll have of feeling really good, wanting to get out there and connect and build relationships and promote your things. Uh, run webinars or maybe do live streams, whatever strategy it is you're using for your launch. Really great time to try and plan to do that in the follicular ovulation and early into your luteal phase. You can really use that energy to your advantage. The worst time, as I was saying, um, to try and run a webinar is the last few days of your cycle when your period is due. <laughs> We're all different. Our cycles are all different. So we may have a, you know, a slightly different feel on how we feel across the month. But typically, yeah, I would try and aim to do those kind of things. Have that really heavy promotional period of your launch um, through the higher energy phases as well. So you still have that energy and the enthusiasm to sustain getting out there and promoting your things and showing up and um, being all of the places online. And then, you know, if you uh, know your cycle really well, you can close cart just after ovulation, maybe mid luteal phase before the hormones start to drop off and kind of close everything off, tie it up in a neat little bow Luteal phase is a great time to review things. So it's a good time to go back and look at your launch and what worked and what didn't and, you know, tie everything up nicely before you then go into your menstrual phase, have a bit of time off, a little bit of downtime, and then um, use the energy of your next cycle to jump into the swing of things and start delivering um, the program or the course or whatever it is you've launched. I think that that is such a beautiful way of looking at launching. So from my own personal experience that, um, you know, that webinar stage or the launch event stage leading into the open cart and then the closed cart is such a full on experience. If you just, you know, put yourself hundred percent into it, it's, it's a full on experience that can actually leave you depleted. So I can imagine that if you're trying to do that in a phase where you're actually already depleted, <laughs> your energy is low, trying to push through that, trying to create energy that's not there is just really not good for your body, but kind of defeats the purpose of, of your, um, of your launch because you're trying to bring that energy and you just don't have any. Yeah, absolutely. It's not to say, I mean, you can do anything that you want to at any phase of your cycle, mm. um, but it's just going to feel a little bit harder when you are in the lower energy phases. You're going to have to, you know, almost force yourself to get out there and to show up and you might be feeling a little bit like, oh, I just don't want to. And anyone who's ever launched anything will know, you know, when you open cart, there's often a flurry of sales initially and then there's a little bit of a dead zone in the middle because everyone's sort of sitting on the fence and then as you get towards the end that final push before the cart closes that's when everyone makes up their mind and they jump in and so you know when you do that in the higher energy phases you're a little more resilient you're not necessarily going to yeah. um, fall as deep into the mindset wobbles and things that you would if you were in the lower energy phases and then you know just want to burn it all down, throw it all away. It's not worth it. No one's buying. <laughs> so I think anyone who's launched anything will, will know that it can get a little bit like that sometimes. Absolutely. With yes. So yeah, you, you can do anything in any phase, but it's just about understanding how to use those hormones to your advantage and planning to do things when they're going to feel a little easier so that you mm. 
aren't forcing yourself to show up. You aren't forcing yourself to do things. You're doing them because you're feeling excited and you want to be online and you want to go live or you want to, you know, be in your Instagram stories and, and that kind of thing. And you're not having to force yourself to do it. You're there because you want to. And anyone who knows anything about energy, you know, when we force ourselves to show up and we really don't want to do that, do it, but you know, it's on our to-do list and we have to, because the cart's closing in a couple of days, like our audience feels that energy of us, yeah. you know, showing up um, a little bit half-heartedly and not really wanting to be there. So, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, particularly around launches. I know that not everyone listening does go through that launch um, cycle, but I think that it's a really great alternative way of looking at it instead of being told, you know, you have to launch once a quarter mm. and, you know, you do it at the end of that particular quarter and it doesn't feel right because it's not actually in line with your phases of your cycle. So I think it's just a really great thing for us to take into consideration if we are going to go into that launch process, perhaps where we will be in our cycle to make sure that we're giving ourselves the best chance possible. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Laura. Now let's just talk a little bit more about specifics around content creation and making that easier Mm. in line with the cycles. I think that you've given us so much information already in terms of what types of things we could do, but let's just dive a little bit deeper into that. So for example, in the menstrual phase, should we be creating any content at all? Um, look, as I was just saying, you can you can do anything in, in any phase. The menstrual phase, I find, is a really good time just to give yourself a few days to really slow down, create a little more space. Um, depending on how you know how you work in your business, you might like to take a couple of days off seeing clients. And in creating that space, it's a good time just to take a step back and really you know, allow the the downloads from the universe or the creative inspiration to flow through and to revisit your big picture vision for your business and make sure that you're still in alignment with that and that you're feeling connected to that. And then as you move out of your menstrual phase, you know that you're in alignment with what it is that you want to create. And then you can start doing the actual creation of that. So You might find, and I I certainly do, it's a really great time for me for inspiration. I not necessarily do a lot with it, but a lot of ideas will flow for me, um, you know, towards the end of my luteal phase and through my menstrual phase. And the notes app on my phone gets full of things (laughs) that I then can then go and do things with um, as I move back into follicular and I've got a lot more energy and can start taking action and doing things. So would it also then be a good time for planning? Uh, not so much uh, in your menstrual phase, although again, if, if, you're, if you feel called to, then absolutely go right ahead. Planning is really good, again, to do in follicular. So follicular phase is anything that is, as I said before, verbal or written, anything that requires logic or detail or structure. So um, doing your planning, doing anything to do with setting up new tech, uh, creating systems and workflows, all of that good kind of meaty detailed structure stuff, that's a great time to do in your follicular phase. Um, Your brain is better wired to understand the complexity and kind of fit the pieces of the puzzle and all of that kind of thing together. So yeah, you can take take the inspiration from the menstrual phase. And as you move into follicular, you can start to do the, the planning and 
map out what the content plan might look like for the month or, um, you know, a little bit longer, depending on how long you plan out your content and start to pull all of the different pieces together. And then so in the follicular phase, you were talking before that that's a great time to do any content that is around speaking, verbal, writing. Yeah, anything to do with words follicular and ovulation are are great phases to do that in. So yeah, uh, writing, um, as I said, recording podcasts or videos, um, or even if you've got lots of ideas, one of the things that I love to encourage my clients to do is if you come off client calls or you're running group programs and um, you've got something that you want to talk about, it's a really great time to, on your phone, just record, you know, a handful of one to two minute videos that you can just bank up and then you can start to share um, whatever platforms you're on, maybe onto your Instagram stories, that kind of thing. When you get to the other phases of your cycle, you're maybe not feeling that motivated to record things. You've got that bank there. So yeah, use the inspiration and the energy while it's there, Um, create that bank of content and then, yeah, you can share it out later when you're maybe not feeling quite as inspired. Oh, I love all of those tips. Thank you so much for sharing those with us too, Laura. Um, I know that this is probably going to be an episode that people need to come back to and with a pen and paper and <laughs> write, yes, down all, yes, write down absolutely. all the notes because it just means so many amazing ideas and suggestions on um, when and how we can actually create our content and take it to that next level and make it even more powerful than what um, it already is. Let's just finish off our discussion around time and energy, Laura, because I know that we both have very similar views in terms of, you know, know we need to be intentional with um, the time and energy that we do have available and especially when it comes to content so what are your thoughts around that oh so many (laughs) um yeah and look obviously we've we've spoken previously on my podcast about this so I know that you and I are very much in alignment about being intentional is that rather than trying to show up in all of the places and create all of the different kinds of content it's about picking what works for you, what feels good for you, what feels right for you. And then using that energy and that enthusiasm for that particular medium and focusing your energy in that direction. And then again, you know, when you've, when you have a plan, whether it's a content plan or a launch plan or a business plan, any kind of plan, I'm, I'm a big lover of plans. The plan isn't so much there to keep you restricted and you know make it all small and and boxed in which I think is one of the misconceptions that people have about planning the plan is really there to help keep you focused so that you don't get distracted by the bright shiny objects and other things that are online you're really clear on what your goals are you know what it is that you want to achieve your plan is just laying out these are the content pieces that I need to create in order to get to the goal that I have at the end of this month or the end of this quarter and keeping you focused on that so that when you sit down at your desk you or you know you're on your phone maybe you're even out for a walk which is often when I get a lot of my content ideas you can harness and channel the energy that you have into the things that are taking you towards those goals rather than trying to do all of the things be everywhere do all of the things that everyone on the internet says you have to do in order to have a successful business you can yeah you can be really intentional with that time and energy and focus in on the things that actually matter towards achieving your your business goals and then you're free to do whatever else it is that you want to do with your day whether that's other areas of your business or working less hours hanging out with your kids 
going and having a coffee with, you know, whatever it is for you, um, you know, you're not, not chained to your desk all of the time. You know exactly what you need to do and you keep yourself focused and intentional and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It certainly is a beautiful thing. And I'm just going to reiterate something that you just said. And I'm so glad that you've said this, that planning does not have to be restrictive. It doesn't have to be this box you in and you must follow it to an absolute T. It's there as a framework. And no matter how you like to create content, so depending on what your content superpower is, I have um, four different types of superpowers. And no matter what your superpower is, whether you're a planner, a free spirit who likes to create in a flow, whether you do get distracted by those shiny objects, or if you like to sit back and watch people create and see what happens, a content plan or a plan of any description is going to be there to guide you when you are ready to create that content, whenever that is. So thank you so much for sharing that because I just hundred percent agree with it. It's just great. This has been an absolutely amazing discussion. And I know that so many people will want to know know more now about cycles and and how they can use cycles so where can people find you laura Uh, so the only social media platform that you'll find me on is instagram but you can come and hang out with me there i'm at business with flow um and as mel mentioned before i have my own podcast which she has been a beautiful guest on a few episodes back it's called the with flow podcast which you can find on all of the major podcast platforms and yeah we dive into detail into all things cycles systems planning and a lot of the good stuff we've talked about today and i do absolutely love that podcast and i will make sure that the link is in the show notes as well and before we go laura i love to ask all of my guests this question i'm all about women owning and using their superpowers so what would you say is your superpower i think my superpower And I I was mulling this over beforehand because I know that you did prep me with this question. Uh, My superpower would be being able to make things simple. So a lot of my clients and even my biz besties and that kind of thing, they'll bring things to me and they're trying to work out how to do things. And I like to just kind of take a step back. Let's break it down. Let's look at the easiest and the most simplest way that we can get you to where you want to be without overcomplicating it, adding all of these extra bells and whistles and actually get you towards that end goal or that solution rather than getting muddled in, um, yeah, all of the detail and, and overthinking things. It's really about making things simple and making things easy. Oh, that is definitely your superpower. I can attest to that. Just listening to your podcast, it's like all of these light bulb moments all of the time. So thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> Um, And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your wisdom with my listeners. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. Thanks so much for listening. That's it for another week. To get more powerful content in your life, make sure you're following along on socials. My handle is at Meld Business. And just in case you're wondering, the groovy music for this podcast was created by Just Here on SoundCloud. I'd also be super grateful if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast so more amazing women like you can experience the power of content. And if you're like, hell Mel, stop talking. I'm ready to work with you now. Here's how we can work some powerful content magic together. Firstly, come and join the content effect. My membership, Inspiring Women with Service-Based Businesses to ditch the content chaos and start creating standout content that gets you noticed and makes sales. You can join us by using the link in the show notes or just Google the content effect. 
The second way we can work together is via my one-on-one -on -one packages. We can create a sustainable content strategy or start to build out your client journey. It's up to you. Pop on over to meldbusinessservices.com.au forward slash services to find out more. Until next time, have a beautiful week and embrace the power of your content.